you are getting ready to listen to the voice of Dr. Radi Ferguson, 2004 Olympian, four-time national judo champion, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, author, speaker, and coach. Hey, what's going on, man? This is Dr. Roddy Ferguson, 2004 Olympian, four-time national judo champion, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, author, speaker, and coach. And I'd like to speak with you today about the many layers of what we call the prime effect. And the reason why I want to do this is because I um, I see that a lot of people are missing some of the nuance of this particular situation. Um, one, because... because of a lack of context, all right? And the content of the situation is, is viewed by the context of the situation. So the content of the situation is viewed by the context of the situation. So let me say this, let me handle the, let me handle the, the what I would call the, majority population issues quickly and first. If you have a job offer and the job offer is quote unquote better than the than the one that you have, by all means, you can take the offer. Uh, if you are given more money at another job, by all means, you can take the offer. Um, in coaching, in the coaching business, everybody understands that people go from one job to the next. In business, everybody understands that you may work one place and then you're going to work another place sometimes two years, three years, four years, 10 years, etc. We all get that. Now, let's understand what happened contextually. Jackson State is a predominantly black school. It is a HBCU. I just recently took a course um, on Harvard EDX about speaking in rhetoric and everybody knows that within the black community and that black space and, and amongst those black, that black demographic that Dion was talking to, the people in my age demographic, the people in the, the 30 to 50 year old range, he was using the rhetoric and the speech, the, the intonation, the pitch, the style, the phraseology, if you will, to, to tap in like a virus into that space, a space which he was never in. Dion was never in that space. Most of the college jobs that were available for Dion Sanders, he could not get with any coaching experience. What Dion did is he went into a space, he spoke the language, he he he, he spoke about he, he tugged on the hearts of the of people. He 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 made he made sales pitches and and and, and speeches and he said things like God brought me here and I heard the voice of and I was led here. And I, these things are very nuanced in the black community and black culture. And what it feels like, it feels like Dion came in with venom laced conversation, moved through our community as a virus, grabbed and jumped in what he could and then sucked the culture out and then decided to leave. That is why there are many people who are upset. People are not upset that Dion has a, uh, a job at another school. We, we're glad to see somebody black achieve and move up. We're glad to see that he can have foundational wealth for him and his children and his children's children. That is biblically his job. We're glad to see that he has a, a head coaching position at, at Colorado. We're glad about all those things. What a lot of people, and I've talked to a lot of, a lot of black folks 
are not mad with Dion leaving. They're mad with the way that he stayed and the way that he left. There are there are a way to do things culturally within our community. And a lot of people on the outside don't understand how our community operates because we have a different rules, different ethos, different speech patterns. We have a different way of life. And he came in and utilized what he knew about that as being a black male and jumped into that place and used and utilized people. Let me say this. If you are watching a media machine when you watch Deion Sanders. You're also watching a media machine that is so good that it can turn up the volume on one thing and turn down the volume on another. Please understand this. Put this situation under a microscope and then magnify it. Deion Sanders convinced his son Shiloh Sanders to leave a power five school, South Carolina, to come to Jackson State. Shiloh loves Jackson State, learned the, the, the drum major routine, marched with the drum major on the sidelines, loves the culture, loves what's going on in, in Mississippi, is fully invested in the black college experience. When his dad announces internally to the family they're leaving, Shiloh does not play in the SWAC championship. Not only did he not play, he didn't dress out. And the reason being is because you sold your son on Jackson State. You came in saying, I believe. You used the Jackson State uh, motto, uh, the I love, or, or however it goes. I'm not, I'm not a Jackson State grad. You came in and you, you did. I mean, I had to read the article and I, and I talked to a lot of people. You did pimp the culture because, and, let, and understand this, I have no problem Okay, with understanding the relationship of the pimp, the hoe, and the john. I tell this to my judo students. In every business relationship, there's a pimp, there's a hoe, and there's a john. The only way you feel bad about the situation is when you don't understand what your role is. When you are john and you paying for an experience, you understand you're paying for an experience. You understand how long you pay for the experience. You understand if it's a 15 minutes. You understand if it's 30 minutes. You understand if you're paying for a weekend. You understand if you're in the Dominican Republic and you somebody staying with you for a week. You're the John. You know what you're paying for. When you're the pimp, you know what's going on when you're pimping. You're pimping. You know they, they need to bring you your money. You know when your money is short. You know how long they're supposed to walk the block. You know you're supposed to take care of people. You know you got to make sure they smell nice. You know you got to buy the bath and body works. You know you got to go to the doctor, get a doctor visit. You're a pimp. When you're a hoe, you know you horn. You know you laying down. You know you walk in the block. You know you gotta dress nice. You know you gotta you you know your role. What people get upset about is when you switch on them. This is why they get upset. When you come and you provide the appearance of stick toativeness, when you bring your children, if you come to a black college and your kids aren't there. Black folks ain't going to think you bought in. Black folks be like, he's there, but his, his kids ain't there. When you bring your kids there, they feel that you've bought in. Not only do they feel that they've bought in, you've spoken, you've gone into black parents' homes, my man. Single moms' homes. Presented yourself as a father figure who's going to help raise young men. 
and bring them up and out and through the community and show them citizenship and, and, and make them a thread in the HBCU and Jackson State tapestry. You've gone into these people's homes and you sold these people a lie. And that is why people are upset. Black folks don't have no problem understanding why you took the bag. And understand this. You don't tell that lie. It ain't about the bag. Don't tell that lie. Don't tell that lie. Don't tell that lie. I don't care what your net worth is online. Your net worth could be 40 million. You're making you're making damn near all your net worth or half of it, and you're setting up your kids for life. The bag means something. We ain't mad with the bag. We happy with the bag. We even appreciate the money that you gave back to Jackson State. We thankful for that too. That ain't what black, black folks ain't never about no money. That ain't never, never. When, when black folks argue about money or they arguing about money, they never arguing about money ever. If you know black folks, black folks, they say, hey man, why Leroy shot Smitty in his face? He gonna say, I shot his ass on principle. Because that is how we operate. We operate on principles. And the principle that he came in under was, I am going to serve as a black male in a space with black folks where we understand that we need black male representation at a black college and I'm going to do this thing in this black space and then he left a black hole. And that is why people are upset. And as I said in my podcast, and I've said to my friends, and I'll say to you, if we accept the thesis that at the time that Prime reached Jackson State, that he was the heart and soul of the Jackson State football team, and he removed himself, then yes, he did gut the Jackson State program. The unspoken expectations of black folks who watched him take that job, who filled that stadium, who got behind him, who cheered for him and his team, who were chanted for him when they, when you're talking about who ain't swack. And I was, I even, I even got on the plane. I'm a Howard University graduate who got on a plane to attend the Jackson State game for the prime effect. I've never gone, gotten on a plane and attended a black college football game outside of a Howard University homecoming ever. And I got on a plane, then I went and watched the Jackson State football game. And I'm telling you that the reason that people are upset, because there was an unspoken contractual agreement, there was a social contract with black folks. I mean, if you bring in your kids here, the expectation was you're going to ride it out until your kids left. And then when your kids left, we was going to understand that you left. What we, what we didn't understand is that you're going to bring people there and the people there work for Jackson State. The people who were there were for you. And if you leave and you take the people who are for you, then were you really for Jackson State anyway? I'm not really sure. You ain't swag, baby. 
You are getting ready to listen to the voice of Dr. Radi Ferguson, 2004 Olympian, four-time national judo champion, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, author, speaker, and coach.